Hello, and welcome to Back to the Batcave, a new Batman the Animated Series review podcast. My name's Brennan Cummings. My name's Trent Puckett. So, first episode. Trent, this is this is big stuff right here. It's it's big stuff. You know, we've we've uh we've both been fans of the character for for years and years. Right. Um base so, our friendship has been built around our our love of uh, Batman and DC Comics in general. So, yeah, I I, th- I don't think that's much of a stretch to say. We've known each other what for like twenty years. Yeah, most of most of our lives, right? And always, one of the things, one of our biggest shared interests is Batman. It's like we love the character, we love the comics. Obviously, folks our age, you know, the Christian Bale series was like probably the biggest Huge. thing for forever. Huge. Um, yeah, I rem- I vividly remember when Batman Begins came out in 2005. I was like, you know, like we were like 7 or 8. We should probably have not seen that movie. Probably probably not. No. Pretty But pretty I saw scary it in theaters. Stuff. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. So, it's you know, it's great. And I think, man, you know, I have nothing but the highest praise for Batman the animated series. And because I don't know what you think. I think it's probably one of if not the most faithful representation of Batman in popular media to the comics. I agree. I think like Batman the Animated Series and the Arkham games are right up there as far as, you know, kind of the the faithfulness of the kind of the the, the spirit of the of the comics. Right. Yeah. As far as the characterizations and the and the way that Gotham City feels or it's kind of one thing I kind of we're, we're kind of ju- jumping right into this here but one yeah. thing i i kind of noted it was i really liked the um because i have not watched batman the animated series in a long time like right. i and i haven't seen a lot of the episodes i've never seen this episode one thing i i noted was i really liked the um the kind of ambiguous time period that because because a lot of the the goons and the the police the look of the cars have this kind of like 19 30s 1940s gangster kind of feel but then there's obviously still like uh technology and stuff you know that 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 batman is is using um so yeah i just i really like that that aspect of the of the series it is very ambiguous and i think they've done that purposefully but i mean i think that's a you know that's Mm -hmm. kind of a good way to go ahead and Maybe we should segue into the app. This is yeah. where, uh, and as we begin this venture for however long it, it goes on, hope I mean we got a hundred plus episodes. Hopefully we're able to tackle all of them, yeah. eventually. But uh, we're using HBO Max order, which uh, I did some research as we've discussed doing this podcast, and that's a bit controversial. I, I think this is our first controversial. Uh, Hot takes. Uh, thing. It's it's our first hot take, one of many, undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah. I've got some hot takes. Probably not. I, for, maybe not for this episode. <laughs> but you know, there there will be hot takes. I promise you that, dear uh, viewers, listeners. It's an audio podcast. Uh, but so the HBO Max order is the release order. It's the it's the order that they were originally aired in I think it was 92 when the when this first started you know somewhere in the mid 90s. Okay. Um, I also own the Blu-ray of the complete series and that's pr- production order. 
and they aired them out of production order. So, like, it wasn't in the DVDs, it's what they made first. Right. On HBO Max, it's what they aired first. Is there so, continuity issues with, with no, that? I, from what from what random people on Reddit say, and I trust everything that's on Reddit. Oh, for sure. Implicitly. Yeah. Right. Um, there's no real continuity. I think uh, the only thing we may run into is maybe Robin shows up for a little bit, and then he's not in the next couple of episodes. <laughs> and then he goes away. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's but, great. You know, it'll work. But but anyways, we're on the first episode of season one, according to HBO Max, The Cat and the Claw, part one. We're starting out with a two-parter. It seems like a great idea to me. It's ambitious. It's ambitious. <laughs> it is ambitious. And we've, we've decided um, to play a little inside baseball. Um, we're going we're gonna to tackle two-parters. In two parts. We're not going to jam them together in the pod. We respect your time uh, as, as listeners. So. Just as much as we respect the, the creative choices by, by Bruce, Tim, and company. You know, they, they divided their episode into two, two parts. Who are we to, to try to jam it into one episode? That's right. Why should I sit around for 45 minutes if that's not the way this material is intended to be received? Yeah. Who has the time? That's right. So we jump in and... We immediately get that iconic intro, and I, I love the intro. I think you're probably the same way. Oh yeah, it's the, so Batman. The music and the the animation, like I said, the the gothic feel. I always loved the uh, how they painted the skies red in Gotham. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I thought that was such a cool. Always thought that was such a cool touch. Yeah, it's a very film noir kind of thing. Yeah. You know, without being black and white, but you get that sort of same... The color palette just makes me think old school, like old 40s and gangster 50s movies, type yeah. Things. Right, it's, it's golden age comic mm-hmm. style, kind of. Not really. I mean, obviously, the, like, the way the characters are drawn, I think, is very representative of... of very more, 90s. Yeah, it is. It's, it's 90s-ish, but... It's so cool, and it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, the the bank heist, the way the music is synced up with the battering throw. Yeah. You know, I love that. And Classic. It's, it's great. And then, yeah, you, you know, the, sh- the show opens on the city, and you've got Catwoman climbing up the side of a building, clearly up to no good. And it's uh, you know the camera sort of pans and we see the diamond necklace the pearl and diamond ne- it looks fancy it looks well, it super looks, fancy looks expensive I, right right from what uh, i know about fine jewelry yeah which i mean not very much on my end i no, don't, I don't yeah, know I mean, not, literally nothing <laughs> yeah right we uh, i don't make enough money to know about fine jewelry yeah no <laughs> so and then you know she does the very stereotypical Catwoman thing of using her claws to, to do the circle on the yeah. cut through the glass. Love that. Very, very comic booky. And then she sends in Isis the cat, and that bring you know brings me to my first now, question for you. I don't know. We might <laughs> I, have latched onto the same thing. <laughs> I had a note about this as well because because okay. like I said I've never seen this episode. So when she was climbing up the building, I was like, what's she's got something? Oh oh, it's a, it's an actual cat. Right. This seems like a, as someone who owns a cat and mm-hmm. has owned several cats, um, you know, they're very unpredictable. <laughs> right. 
you can't really train them. And uh, I was like, is this a great idea for a, like a cat burglar to be bringing a live cat on this stealth mission? It's probably not a great idea. No, uh, but but it, ISIS did fine. You know, he got right in there and <laughs> this cat did, is very well job. trained. Yeah. Oh, and I, and my question was: uh, Is is ISIS a willing accomplice? Does ISIS get sent to Arkham as well? Uh, do, do they that, have like Do they have a little um, little crate for him? They in, do yeah. in Arkham Asylum. Because mm-hmm. he seemed to know what he was doing. Yeah, right. I mean, I think the, uh, I think the the writers and the way that the the cat's portrayed does make it seem like he, he's in on this. He or yeah. she. I guess the he's, gender is a bit ambiguous. But he's getting a cut for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lots of lots of kibble and cat treats. Yeah. Tuna fish sandwiches. I don't know. That's probably a little much for a cat to 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 eat. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> but the cat retrieves the necklace, right? She, I mean, and here's another thing. Well, can cats see lasers? That was I said the same thing because the at first there were no lasers, and then there were lasers. So I, I was definitely, definitely I was, implying that the cat sees. Them. I was, yeah, that's what I gathered as well. I was like, and how does Catwoman know this? How did she find out that the cat can see the lasers that she can't see? Yeah, I think this is probably the first instance of something that's going to be very helpful for us as we go through this series. <laughs> this is a show for children. Yeah, you know, it's it's a cartoon. It's you know. a kid's show for so and you it's can't, a cartoon. You can't think too much about it. We've got to suspend a, a bit of disbelief. But at the and same it, time, it's, it is it is fun to point these things out. Oh, it is. I mean, this is what the pod's going to be about is this, is this kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, for, for a, a we certain... We've got to have content, people. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, and it's while the cat is retrieving the necklace that we, we pan up to the top of the building and we see none other than the Batman. The Batman himself. That, yeah. And he, and he sort of quips. To, I thought it was kind of an odd thing. Oh, our cat burglar's a woman. Uh, did you notice that? I thought the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like that's you know, is that does that cross the line? Are we are we already into sexism, dude? Uh, Batman's <laughs> Batman's misogynist. Yeah, well, straight he up. Yeah, Batman. Batman has some really strong opinions on Roe v. Wade for a man. <laughs> like it's <laughs> he's not he's not an ally, but <laughs> you know, the, not the slightest, not in the slightest. That's what you get with these aristocratic families. He's a yeah, boy he's, prince. Yeah. Our women, are, women are, should be bowing down to me, see? Uh, but then, so Batman's there. They get, as, as Isis comes back out with the necklace, they start running, running away. Big chase scenes, good stuff. They sort of, she, she thinks she's gotten away by using her whip to, to fling to another rooftop. Undoubtedly pulling her shoulder out of socket. Um, again, or, just, or just ripping her arm completely off. <laughs> completely off. We can't, we can't talk about the physics the of physics, anything yeah. superhero. But I did uh, like about that, you know, they, they did all the, you know, they showed her during all, all, doing all the flips and the acrobatic stuff. Yeah. And then Batman's just there. He just appears. Right. I, I thought that so, was great. So Batman, again. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's just, he's there. And then 
the chase goes on a little bit further after that. Maybe a little too long. I, I don't know. I, I think it worked. I, 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 we'll oh, get to that fine. in the re- review section, the pacing of the episode and everything. But did you notice how the uh, as they're sliding down the ladders, the music synced up a little bit with the ladders? I love yeah. that. They've yeah. really th- they really thought about it, and I think when they're storyboarding it, it looks like they definitely took all this stuff seriously. I, th- I think that's one thing that is kind of missing from a lot of modern cartoons is, you know, like a lot of this class, especially Warner bros in particular, they do a lot of great stuff with the music. Yeah. Um, like, you know, Looney tunes and then, you know, obviously this, the, all the Batman and like justice league stuff, they really like the musical cues are like on points. It's, it's really part of the whole, part of the whole experience. They really are spot on, and I think that you're right, that in, in a lot of ways, and maybe we'll discover this as we explore the series more, you know, it is kind of an homage to, it, it's, well, maybe not an homage, not directly, but it pays respect to those old school cartoons in a lot of ways, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's you got know, a lot it, of the same, like, stylistic choices. And... You can tell that Bruce Tim likes and appreciates those things. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. And so then they finally, we finally get a little bit of combat in this first episode. And they're fighting in an alley. And, of course, what allows Catwoman to escape is Batman's greatest enemy, <laughs> trash cans. Uh, uh, not, <laughs> not just trash cans, but a, a just like a 15-foot tall stack of them. Who? <laughs> Listen, I don't want to be an apologist for the Gotham City Waste Services Department, <laughs> but that can't be convenient on trash day. No. You, the truck's not going to be able to come along with the little clampy thing and dump that into the back. It, 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 it takes them three weeks to, to pick up the whole city's trash. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense at all. But, uh, you know, I, this is the point where the cat almost gets hit by a truck. And that's very scary. But good guy Batman's there to save Again, the day. Again, don't don't bring a live animal on your on your heist. If it's, you're, it's, it's just not a good idea. Right? Yeah, it's you know I'm not gonna bring my golden retriever if I'm trying to rob a gas station. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't make it's, a lot of sense. It's just a liability. It is. Yeah, I mean insurance is not gonna. They're not gonna write, be able to write that off. You know, that's that's a high <laughs> liability situation right there. But um, we're, but we cut away. You know, Catwoman's finally able to get away after this point. After Batman saves the cat, leaves a bit of fur behind, and then sharp cut almost immediately. It might well, have been a commercial break. Go I had ahead. another yeah. note here. Yeah. I mean, I know they have to. Obviously, she got away to keep the episode going. Obviously, but. I, why didn't he just use his gravel gun? Yeah, right. He could have given chase. Since when is someone being on top of a building stopped the Batman? That like it's but actually. I yeah, the, the episode's gotta gotta you know right. keep going. We can't have a fifteen have to, chase scene. We have to introduce a plot at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to it finally. I mean, I guess Batman trying to stop a robbery is a plot enough, but. We get to we cut to the uh, and I I made sure to write this down the animal rights celebrity auction, <laughs> something I definitely want invited to. That yeah that that big annual event that right can't, can't miss can't miss that. Yeah I, you know I I keep on trying to make it but it just never works out scheduling wise. So and of course 
you know, there's a bidding war for the hottest date with the the hottest and best and most eligible bachelor in Gotham City, Bruce Wayne. And uh, there's this bidding war that goes on, but then it jumps from like a thousand to ten thousand, which is just a poor auction strategy on <laughs> Selena Kyle's part. And yeah, Selena Kyle's the one who wins this. Well, she wanted to. It, it was it was about the money, you know. She it said it was for the, the animals. Yeah, right. And uh, it, it turns out, in sort of a, a very clunky bit of ex, exposition from someone talking to Bruce Wayne as he's walking towards Selena Kyle, like, "Oh, that's Selena Kyle. She's sponsoring a mountain lion reserve outside the city." <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, all right. Yeah, sure. I mean. That seems like something you want to have a little f- further removed from a major metropolitan city, but uh, that's her. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, you know, Mount Lion's got to go somewhere. I guess that's it's kind of. I don't know if that really gives us any hints about the geographic location of Gotham City. I know in some sources it's in New Jersey, uh, somewhere on the eastern seaboard. Yeah, but. Right, know. right across the bay from Metropolis. You know, we, we all know uh, that. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll get to Batman versus Superman eventually. On <laughs> well, this well, maybe we'll do an episode. We'll do it. We'll do a whole episode. That'll be the Christmas special. Maybe we'll <laughs> we'll stream it live on Twitch. Us watching and reviewing Batman versus Superman. Boy, do I have some opinions on uh. that movie. I'll tell you what. Martha, why did you say that name? Bruce is hitting on Selena Kyle. They're, the sexual tension is just dripping. He's, he's, he's horny. Like, he's we, ho- he Batman's is. so horny in this episode. He is. He, he whistles when Catwoman gets away for the first time. <laughs> right? Isn't he? And you know, he's using his, his sultry, the sultry and lovely voice of Kevin Conroy and just really trying to put the moves on her. But then, of course, because Gotham is the most crime-ridden city in the history of the world, uh, there's a police chase outside. Gunfire, and Bruce disappears. Because, of course, he does. And we find out that these are they're cha- the police are chasing a sort of cargo truck type thing that, with stolen army munitions. And... Batman jumps onto the truck, crashes it out. Then the but the goon who's driving the truck, so he's able to he's able to flee into the sewer. And here we have our first meeting with the commissioner, Jim Gordon. And I really like the way they did this, where you kind of you know they're the other cops are kind of busy doing you know with with the crime scene, and then he kind of backs into the alley. And then Batman's back there in the shadows. Right. I thought that, I thought that was really well done. They drew the scene really well. I'm, I'm, I was almost tempted to say blocking, but that you don't really do that for a, a, an animated yeah, show. No, it's the, their drawings. They're drawing. <laughs> but you're telling me that these aren't real cartoon people. This is rocks my world. But but no, it's it's perfect because that that's really at the heart of the relationship between Gordon and Batman. Is it's like it's never it's not really above board. It's well, and I some, sometimes it is, and and right. I I kind of like the the um, the stories where it's more of a secretive 
um, kind of th- where Batman's kind of an outlaw. You know, I th- I think that's a lot more fun than uh, when he's you know just waltzing right into the police station. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he should have a key card to get yeah, in. I, don't, I think yeah. that's that's wrong. But yeah, they're definitely they're handling that well, and of course, Gordon will be a pretty big figure throughout the series. Um, as he is in, in the comics and every other depiction of, of Batman. But I, it's great. I mean, think, I think the voice actor, I don't have his name. I should have been a little more prepared, but Gordon's voice actor is great. The voice yeah. acting in the entire show is tremendous. It's just like... Fantastic. I, I think for a lot of people, and I'm one of them, because like you mentioned, the Arkham games, the the all the Timverse animated stuff, and even outside the Timverse, when I think of Batman, I hear Kevin Conroy's voice. If I'm reading a comic yeah. book, I, I hear mm-hmm. Kevin Conroy. I hear Mark Hamill the when I think of the Joker. So, and of course, we're very much looking forward to when Hamill's Joker makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. For but, sure. So, as the story of this episode moves along, we find out through Gordon that there's a new terrorist group in town. That's who stole the munitions. That's who was in the truck, and it's the the Red Claw is the is the name of this terrorist leader. They've gotten a tip from the feds. They know that this person is in town, but they don't know anything about them. And we just we sort of remove ourselves from that scene pretty quickly and get back to Selena Kyle and her assistant Maven. They're talking in Selena's penthouse. She's getting ready for her date. She's. Uh, I think it's I think it's important that we note that she's like not super excited about this date. She didn't want. She's not into it. Right, because it was all about the money, like you said. Yeah. And there's just like that. That guy was too horny. Right. <laughs> he was coming. He was coming on too much. Aggressively horny. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? Do I make you randy? Uh, and she just she's like you know. I guess it'll be okay. The assistant, Maven, points out that it would be good to have his connections. He's a well-connected person. And she sort of a, a, agrees. Bruce comes up. The lawyer's... But but a, her lawyer calls. Selena's lawyer. And it turns out this land for the mountain lion reserve has been snatched up at the last second by... The Multigon Corporation. <laughs> it's very silly. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty silly. I don't know the, I mean, I don't know how big real estate re- transactions like this work, but... <laughs> I don't think that's how it happens, though. I don't think so. I think once you sign a contract, you're pretty much in it, unless the seller or the, or the buyer wants to cancel. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Selena's obviously very upset. Super Where's she going to put all those mountain lions now? <laughs> and then, you know? you know, it's interesting because I don't know whether her plan to, you know, steal this necklace, which is what the HBO Max teaser says, that she's, the reason she stole that necklace at the beginning was to fund the purchase of the land for mountain lions. Like, but why then could she you... has $10,000 to just... But, well, it did maybe spend on- hey, hey maybe save that and put that towards the mountain lion yeah. reservation or you could use that to i don't know 
you could print some pamphlets, try to drum up support. It seems like you got a lot of wealthy animal rights donors there trying to buy a date with Bruce Wayne. But just you print know. some pamphlets. Parent prints pamphlets. Ten thousand dollars worth of pamphlets. Oh well, I tried to start a revolution, but didn't print enough pamphlets, so hardly anyone turned up. That's a. I mean, that's enough to solicit some donations. At least that's that's what I think. But anyways, she's very upset, and she wants to get into the Multigon Corporation, Multigon International. Terrible, terrible name. <laughs> um, I don't know what they. What do they do? I guess they're. We find out. Um, once they, they, it was her a, real estate uh, developer, right? Yeah, for a a, a resort, resort of some, some kind. Yeah, yeah. so they're yeah because big business, big big business. Uh, Bruce gets Selena into the CEO's office. He's well connected. And did you did you like the a little uh, so the obviously we find out that they're doing this real estate development and the the plan comes up out of the floor. <laughs> yeah. But the way that they're able to get that, the plan up there, is he plays the Ode to Joy on... <laughs> on a little keyboard. On a little, like, just <laughs> just an octave. Just one octave of a keyboard. And he plays it, and it comes up. And I'm like, I, I guess that's secure. I mean, not really, though. I, I think what's really going on here is that the CEO of that company is, like, secretly an, like an indie music producer. That was, like, a little MIDI controller. Yeah. And he's doing like Tame Impala kind of oh, sure. kind of projects on the side. I was thinking, and, that, and that's his real Impala. Yeah, right. well, <laughs> um, or what's that? I I don't keep up with the electronica scene, but like Dead Mouse is that one of them? Well, that's that's kind of a different thing. Is that a different thing? I don't know. What yeah. We we can cut that out. Uh, <laughs> cut that. Cut. <laughs> cut that we're, we're talking to our editor now who we're definitely not paying and we don't have one but uh <laughs> so the cats are in danger that's the long and short of it okay the the mountain lion reserve they're i guess they're making it seem like maybe selena doesn't have the mountain lion's you know, hold up in a warehouse in the west bottoms of Gotham somewhere, but they're actually on the land, and she wanted to protect the land for the mountain lions because the CEO says that they're going to take care of those cats one way or another. Very threatening. Very, it's, very threatening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, of course, it's, <laughs> af it's after Selena and Bruce leave that we get the reveal of the Red Claw the red claw is a lady, a lady, a lady. terrorist. Okay. This terrorist is a woman. <laughs> Way to break the mold, okay? You now know, is this is Red Claw a character from the comics, or is this an original? Uh, I honestly don't know character for the animated series because I've never heard of her. That's a that's a good question. I we uh, here I'll, I'll I'll look it up really quick. Um, it, when I googled that, it brought up a couple of uh, crab uh, restaurants. Red Claw's Crab Shack. Yeah, I've done. This is bad, uh, but we'll. See. It looks specifically created for the Batman animated series. Yes, uh, yes, it was. That makes sense, because I feel like we would have heard about this yeah. character at, well, at I mean, some point. You know, pretty. There's a pretty, diverse rogues pretty gallery. Generic, <laughs> but yeah, Red Claw, very generic, generic, generic Russian bad person. Yeah, so she's one. She's the one that's pulling the strings behind Multigon. A, a fine corporation 
And again, we, I, I don't, it may have been a commercial break when it was first airing, but we, we cut sort of rapidly to this mob meeting that Batman interrupts. They're talking about a gambling operation in some dark warehouse style room somewhere. <laughs> I had a note about this. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think that he should have, they should have just made him like a peer somewhere. Mm-hmm. Instead, he he puts the rope down right on the table and then does this spinny kind of. Uh, it's a Cirque du Soleil it's, routine. It's, it's a burlesque routine. Was is what he's doing down. The, right. Down, I I thought it looked goofy, it, but you know, it was silly. Again, <laughs> cartoon. You got to make it flashy somehow. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you could have just had him appear out of nowhere, but. Uh, He's, he starts interrogating this mob boss, and I, at least I assumed it was a mob boss, right? I mean, they don't really give us much description. We, we, we don't know who this person is. Crime goon number one. I don't know how they're yeah. um, but I Well, I think maybe it was the, the guy, because the guys stealing the guns were connected to Multigon. Mm-hmm. So maybe that he was the one in charge of those those guys. I don't know. We're not really told. Maybe. Yeah, it's not a, it's not made abundantly clear. I think that's the important thing to remember. We're we're kind of led to guess. But he's looking oh, for Oh wait, no, actually claw. I think it was just a a some crime boss and he was trying to he I think maybe it's implied that he was um uh kind of doing this to to all the gangs trying to just squeeze information out of Mm. Out of any anywhere he could, that, would that was just sense. the one that we saw. Anywhere in Gotham's seedy underbelly that he can, can gain information, right? That makes sense. So, at the same time, Catwoman is breaking into Multicon. <laughs> Again, Isis is there. Um, poor cat. <laughs> and man, I I love this. She they she gets into the. You know, like the super secret part, like that's hidden behind the Ode to Joy keyboard routine, <laughs> and then it's a stark cut to a dramatic lights up on the Red Claw giving what looks like a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> on their plans. Did, and then did the actual CEO wanders in. Yeah, oh, I, I loved that. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, he's just like, "Oh, sorry, just, just gonna, gonna sneak in here," and. We find out, again, Exposition McGee here helps us out in the form of uh, of Red Claw. A plague is being imported into the city that was confiscated by the federal government. I don't exactly know how this works. I'm assuming it's another COVID variant that we yeah, just haven't th- heard yet. This is the I think theta. that's how it actually got to the U.S. Right. Yeah, it was... Red Claw, that's who we have to to blame for this. And so Catwoman, though, has set off an alarm. She's caught on CCTV. The cat starts freaking out. She's like, He's like, something's going on here. And the terrorists break in, and uh, I guess Catwoman's taking enough pictures. She's got what she needs. She jumps into the ventilation system. Starts trying to flee, and the goons chase her through the vents. And then, did, did you like this part too? The cat spikes. Yeah. I, yep. I. Who, 
Who in Gotham City is making all these these intricately themed weapons and paraphernalia for all these heroes? You'd think that it would take about 15 minutes to figure out who Catwoman and Batman are. Right? Because someone, I mean, I guess Who's maybe... this guy that keeps ordering these bat-shaped throwing knives? Right. <laughs> Unless maybe, I, I don't know how you can, how you could cover that up at Wayne Enterprises, but it's maybe he's using their manufacturing and... In Eastern Asia, who knows? Catwoman, way more curious. That I that I want to know. Obviously, she's fairly well to do, but how does she have these cat-shaped spikes that that stop the goon? But it's fun, you know. It's 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 fun. We've got to learn here in episode one. We need to begin for the the kids. For the kids. We've got to suspend disbelief, I think, to have fun with this show. Yeah, so, there's a lot you can point out. <laughs> right. And I think one of the ways that we show that we love the piece is by poking fun at it. But, you know, I, I don't think we should get too caught up. Well, that's the other, th- the other thing is you can't take it too seriously because at the end, it is a cartoon. Right. So, yeah. We're talking about a rich kid whose parents died and he dresses up like a bat in the night and fights crime. It's not the most realistic thing in the history yeah. of the world. But, so, Catwoman's able to get up on the, out onto the roof, and she jumps across. Isis, thank goodness, is not going to be put in danger for the, for the second time this episode, or the bajillionth time, really. She's really... In- I mean, I, I think we can assume that Isis goes on all the <laughs> missions with Catwoman. Right. So she's she able would have to- learned her lesson by now. <laughs> yeah. And, and Catwoman's hanging off the roof, and Red Claw comes out, and she really escalates this. A simple gun would have would have done fine, but it looks like she shoots a mortar. It's like an, it's like an RPG. It's like an R. It's a, it's some sort of propelled grenade, and blows off a chunk of a top of a building. Catwoman starts starts to fall, but who's there? Of course. Batman to sweep, swoop in rather and, and save her. So Catwoman's on, you know, she's on the roof after Batman swoops in and saves her. And boy, again, the sexual tension is just dripping. It's, it's because it's, they it's kiss. There. They kiss while they're swinging, you know, first kiss of the show. And uh, Batman tries to to decowl her. She's like, no, let's let's keep the mystery. Which is yeah. man, just super seductive, right? Hot. That's yeah, that's hot. And <laughs> there, and he's like, "There's something between us, isn't there?" And Batman says, "Yes, the law." <laughs> he's such a nerd, you know, like uh, and as if he's not breaking the law too, right? Well, it's you're not, not allowed to do anything that you're doing. You're not allowed to be a vigilante. <laughs> uh, what makes you think? It reminds me of that scene in Community, where where the air conditioning repair school dean is killed. The other <laughs> dean, he's like, "Take this man to the infinite labyrinth of eternal ice." Yeah. No. No. Take him to the police. He murdered someone. Take him to jail. But anyways, <laughs> uh, Selena gets back to the to her penthouse after throwing Batman off the roof. Kind of a... Well, you know, 
thought that was I, pretty insane. It was pretty insane. And they both kind of like, oh, until next time. Yeah, there's, they're definitely going to meet again. You get that sense. And Selena, Unless Batman fell to his death. Right. How did you, I, guess, I guess he is the Batman. She knew that he would figure yeah. something out. You but, trust you him at, at heights, I assume. So you, And then she, as she's back in her penthouse talking to her trusty assistant, and they find out that there's an abandoned military base. This is what she's found out at Multigon. There's an abandoned military base at the... Uh, underneath the nature preserve where they wanted to save the mountain lions there might they might just be able to save the mountain lions but we cut across the street to an opposing rooftop where a goon is watching over pretty pretty pervy uh, <laughs> he's watching yeah. over selena and he's <laughs> listening in and he does that every night. He was just he just happened to hear some information this time. Yeah, he does it for free too. Which he wasn't is super assigned weird. to be there. Yeah. No, no, he's not getting paid for this. You no. you won't be receiving a W two from the Multigon Corporation. No, no overtime here. No, and he sort of quips as we fade to the to credits here at the end of the first episode. Who's going to save you? That's the end of the episode. It's a cliffhanger to be continued. And that's our first episode of Batman the Animated Series. That Trent, was it. Trent, did you like this one? Did you like the episode? I liked it. I, I I think what we've what we've gathered so far is there's a bit of clunkiness in the uh, kind of storytelling, I guess. But you know, uh, I I yeah, I liked the episode. Yeah, I did too. Um, I think that it was. Oh, as we've dis- as we discussed earlier in the episode, this is the first episode that aired. We're in air order, not production order. I think this is a weird choice for the first episode to air. I would have gone to the Rogues Gallery probably. I-, I guess Catwoman's kind of a part of the Rogues Gallery, but obviously in the comics, I would say I, I don't keep I don't keep up with current comics. That's way too much. There's so many series. They've re- I think they've reset the DC universe again recently. But yes, they did. You know, she is maybe more often than not associated with the Bat family than the Rogues Gallery. Yeah, it's kind of a. It goes back and forth. Yeah, it kind of depends on the era, I guess. Right, but I, you know, I think if I were the writers thinking about the first episode to introduce this, I would have gone to a Penguin or a Two Face, maybe Joker, but maybe you want to tease Joker because everyone's kind of anticipating that. But I thought it was an interesting choice. And, of course, so HBO Max, we're in a modified release order here because actually the next episode that aired was not part two of The Cat and the Claw. They went to a different episode after this. But um, HBO Max keeps the two-parters together. I think that's good. That makes, makes sense. Right. It was an interesting choice, and it's interesting to separate them here and leave this because I don't know that it's the most memorable plot I've ever seen in a Batman yeah. thing. Uh, but to split them up was a, a bold choice. But Well, I, I'll i say that I for this being the first episode, and I, I, as far as I remember, they don't do an origin story until like much later. In, yeah. in the show, which I like a lot because, right. you know, I mean, we kind of, and, and at this point, um, 
this is pretty pretty soon after Batman '89, right? Right. I mean, you was close. A few years old, so people knew. You know, they everyone saw that movie. They knew the origin, and so I like that they just jump right into the adventures. You know, we don't need to see, we don't need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne gunned down in that alley for the thousandth time. Right. Yeah. No. And that's something. I think you're right to point out that we probably haven't. The market was probably not oversaturated on the origin stories, uh, but yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. This aired in on September 5th of 1992, so you're only three years after the the first Batman movie. Yeah, so, so we, you know, we'd gotten we'd gotten an origin they've story seen fairly it. recently, and, and now, of course, the thing is. You know, every piece of Batman media, it seems like, does the origin story again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's definitely good that they, they didn't fall back onto that. But overall, I mean, for a, it's a good start. I mean, I don't think there's n- much to, to fault. I, I don't know if we'll ever find episodes that we absolutely hate or don't like. Uh, I'm sure there'll be ones that we like less than others. But sure. it's a good episode, and yeah. I, I liked it. I like you said, not the most memorable, but not uh, right. Plot you know, nothing. Plot so so, but they paced it well. They did a good introduction of the characters, and it's yeah, it's a it's a, I think lots it's a of good fun for, just Batman moments, you know. Right, and it's just I think it's just campy enough for both adults and kids. Yeah. So it, it doesn't take you out of it too much. You're not. I don't know. I think I would have a hard time watching Teen Titans Go. I've never watched the show, but I feel like that's I, almost too kiddie. Yeah, I don't. Right? I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's for us. It's not the same thing. So, yeah, overall, good first ep. So, let's take a look at what we've got coming up next on the next episode of the pod. It's the Cat and the Claw Part Two. Shocking. The HBO Max description of this episode is, When Catwoman infiltrates the underground headquarters of the terrorists, both she and Batman are captured and left to die as victims of a viral plague. That's heavy. Heavy heavy stuff. It's <laughs> topical. Wait a second. This is a kid's show. <laughs> um, I have a feeling that the the threat of death is probably not going to be too terribly serious. I don't know that they're going to delve into that too much. <laughs> well, I, uh, we do know that there's like a hundred more episodes. Of this yeah, game, right. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think Batman's going to die. That's that's only something they've what? done in the comics. <laughs> what if they killed Batman in the second episode and the rest of the shows? <laughs> Man, that is bold. That just would be Robin. bold. Right. Just Robin t- struggling. Robin the animated series. <laughs> I, I don't. I think it would have gotten canceled. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that he can pull the series, but anyways, I you know it sounds like a good episode. I'm looking forward to the to the conclusion of it. But uh, want to thank everyone for listening to this inaugural episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Trent, for, did you for tuning in? Did you enjoy the first ep? I did. I, yeah, I, I sure did. I, it's fun. It's it's always fun talking about this kind of stuff with you. So. I look forward to doing it more, and we'll be back next time with an episode of Back to the Batcave and another episode of Batman the Animated Series, and we'll see you then. We'll see you next time.